Welcome to episode 8 of Make It Count Podcast. Where we're trying to help live more purposefully, fulfilled and intentionally in a world that is quite busy, overwhelming and frantic. So last week we were talking about getting started. What stops us from getting started and I'm pretty happy because David and I have been talking about this podcast for a while and there was a period of time where we were like, ooh, Will we actually get this thing off the road? But now we have, and there's freedom in an imperfect start. Mm. But there's also the challenge of sometimes there's too many things that we want to get started. And so today we're kind of going to be flipping that a little bit and talking about focusing on the things that we really want to go for and maybe saying no to the other stuff. Oh, totally. So uh, I'd, I'd like to start with a really simple question, Matt. Which countries do you want to visit? Uh, it'd be easier to say which countries don't I want to visit. It's a long list. Well, Pretty much most of them. You, you at want some to visit point. most countries. I feel like I'd like to visit most countries at some point. Oh, there's like 200 countries or something. Yeah, no, but we've got a good start. We're pretty fortunate to have got almost 50, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'd love to visit New Zealand and there's a load of places in Europe I'd like to visit. I'd I haven't been to Brazil. You've been to Brazil. Mm. I think that would be a whole experience. And in terms of experiences, there's loads of places, you know, India, Bangladesh would be amazing to yeah. go there. You know, obviously our grandma was there for, for 30 years. Suddenly the list is getting bigger, right? Yes. Bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. That's a lot of things, right? And that's just one question. <laughs> Travel. Forget about career desires. Forget about skills that you might want to develop. Oh, I should also say, definitely want to go and visit Romania. I've not been there. We've got some friends out there that are doing really well. <laughs> and uh, make, we should make them listen to this episode, because I just shouted them out a little bit, you know? Yeah. John and Andrea. John and Andrea. Love we them. love you guys. Yeah. So, with all those options, Dave, what do we do about it? Well, like you said, though, I think let's go even a bit further. What are some things you want to learn? We spoke about this in one of the episodes before, but... I've got three or four instruments that I would like to either learn from scratch or develop a lot further. So kind of jazz piano, flamenco guitar, would love to be able to do those sort of things. I would actually like to learn properly how to play the drums and not just a drum set, but all sorts of different hand drums. You've got languages, Spanish, French, German, Portuguese, whatever. Probably Mandarin's going to be helpful in the coming century. <laughs> Then there's skills. I did a bit of pottery at university. I'd love to get back into that and develop that skill properly. Did that slacklining stuff, balancing on a wire sort of thing. Those are some of the skills that come to mind immediately that I would love to develop. When it comes to professionally, there's a whole bunch more. Um, so the list just grows and grows and grows. Mm. I was, I was going to say, there must be some professional things there as well. You know, you're obviously, you're working as a, as an engineer. So I suppose maybe this is a bit more of an on the nose question. We don't have to talk about the travel. Travel has been tough for the last uh, two years, more or less. Yeah. But maybe with those skills, mm. if you're fair to your, or honest with yourself mm. in 2021, so that's what, nine months, mm. how much progress would you say you've made in most of them? Very little to none on majority of them. But, mm -hmm. as we spoke about last week, maybe the week before, 
those, for the most part, have actually intentionally become a little bit more on the back burner. And that's not a bad thing. I think that's one of the things we kind of want to talk about today. You sent me a a tweet, or was it an Instagram post? Uh, it was a, an, an image saying, this is what Warren Buffett, his guide to successful life was. Yeah, so it was it was an email newsletter I get. I think right. it's Josh Spector. I actually don't remember. It's the best newsletter I get. Always really short, and it says Warren Buffett's guide to setting priorities. There we go. And the starting step was write down the top twenty-five things that you want to achieve. Yeah. So I mean that that's pretty encompassing, right? I think I almost did that this year. So I had like a one-year plan. I spent some time going, oh, what do I want to achieve this year? And there was, you know, oh, there's some relational goals, there's some physical goals, you know, health and exercise and things like that. There was some um, spiritual stuff. There was just different things. And I realized I've probably written like three or four for each of them. Right. And then at the bottom, I also was like, oh, here's like nine things that I like really more even specifically want to achieve. Most of them to do with my business and, and the coaching thing. This is probably about 25 of it. Yeah. And so that, that takes a, quite a lot of time anyway to think about. Some of you may be started and going, I don't even know where to start. But once you've done some of that reflection, often what happens is stuff starts to flow. And you might even be pushing beyond 25. Like, yeah, like for me, I've, I've, I'm sure most people here have come across the life wheel. Mm. There's 11 spokes yeah. on most life wheels uh, so that basically means two goals in every area yeah and you're at 22 yeah. and three more miscellaneous and you're at 25 yeah so and who doesn't have more than two goals for health or more than two goals for relationships or career or fun you know <laughs> absolutely so obviously there's many different ways you could break it down once you've got that 25 list so split it into two lists the top five is your A list. The top, the, the next 20 is your B list. Yeah. And what was it that they said you got a title list B? Things to avoid at all costs. What? Those are my, that's, uh, that's, they've made the they're top. in the top 25. Why am I avoiding them? Why is that, David? Why are we avoiding those? I think it's just that idea of good will sabotage the great almost mm. and that actually if you really want to make progress in the most important things it's not the rubbish opportunities that come along that are going to stop you doing that yeah you know nobody's not achieved the thing they want to because something terrible came along or maybe there were a few but it's quite easy to say no to things that are boring not interesting to you at all or just bad opportunities just bad opportunities quite easy you know? to go no thank you yeah i'm not gonna do that but it's the ones that are good the 7 out of 10 the 8 out of 10 things the mm. things that are on your list 6 to 25 those are the things that are going to stop you making progress in the top 5 mm. that means you know if you if we follow this advice that means we would have to say no to a lot of things that we quite like and yeah. is that not the hardest thing i think so and that requires a whole lot deeper uh, work than just getting that top 25 list prioritizing 
and going, what are those top five that I absolutely want to go for and will bring the greatest fulfillment, satisfaction, joy? And the rest, it's not, oh, maybe, it's a, I've got to work hard to say no to those when those opportunities come up. Mm. And I think I ask a question sometimes in coaching, especially if we're maybe going to start a new series with somebody. It'll be like, and and I, I can't even remember why I read it. I didn't come up with this question. I found it somewhere. He said, if everything else stays the same, what one thing could you change which would most improve? And I think sometimes we go in our head, oh, I've got all these 25 things. I care about all these 25 things. Mm. If I only focus on these five, the six to 25 are going to fail. They're going to be miserable. No, it's like, it's more, I imagine. Maybe in your top 25, the idea is you want to get better at cooking. Mm. Now, you're not suddenly going to stop cooking because then you'll be really hungry. But actually, you're going to not look up so many new recipes and you're going to spend a little bit less time because actually that's number 17. <laughs> right. But the main priority is this other thing. Maybe in the future, you can it, your priorities will change. Yeah. And you, this, I don't think, is a one-and-done thing. Like, this is my top five priorities for life. Well, maybe, but also probably not. Mm. Different stages and ages. And I think there is some freedom to going, yes, this is not a one and done. But I think there is also that case of, if I'm going to do this properly, I have to really believe, okay, that 6 to 25, that list of 20 things that are good, maybe even quite good, I really am going to say no, whilst I'm focusing on these top five. Um, and if in two, three, five, ten years... You come back and do it another time. Sit down. What are my priorities really now? Maybe it's changed. Yeah, you're going to be in a different age and stage for yourself as mm. well. But I, like you said, I think that's hard to say no to good things. Yes. But the cost of not doing that is interesting to me as well. And I think that's why we've got articulations that we would say about that. The idea of jack of all trades, master of none. Mm. But I actually think it's worse because jack of all trades is somebody who would be quite good at a lot of things. And I think we would say, or my experience of being spread over 25 things, which I could probably think about times when I've tried to do that, is that I actually don't get better at any of them. No. I probably don't even really maintain any of them. So I'm mm. not even really a jack of all trades. No, more like I'm a stuck. five or a six of all trades. Yeah, I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm actually stuck. Yeah. I'm not even really maintaining. And that, that to me, mm. is is an idea. Actually, if we want to grow, if we want to get better, if we want to focus on something to improve, that includes yeses and noes. Absolutely. I'm just thinking of something I was transferring some files recently on my computer and there are some options you can do in the background, basically going, how many files do you want to be able to transfer simultaneously? And when you get the computer to go to its absolute limit, transfer the maximum number of files, they're all edging along bit by bit by bit. But it's not getting any of them near completed. And actually it can take longer. And if anything were to interrupt the computer in that time, boom, they've all failed, you know, rather than going, we're going to focus on the most important one and the best, the rest can wait until afterwards. And um, maybe that's a helpful image for someone, maybe that's not. How then, David, do we 
choose what are the ones we want to say yes to and what are the ones we want to say no to. Uh, I think the most important part for most people, especially most people who are listening probably to our podcast, is not saying yes, it's saying no. I think the no is the hard thing. And I suppose the thing that I would think helps bring freedom is the idea that hopefully you're going to live a long and fruitful life. And actually, it's not about successfully accomplishing everything you want to do in the next two years or five years. Um, And we know uh, there's somebody that I think mum used to work with, retired doctor, 65, decided to take up saxophone. Did all the grades, you know, up to all the way up to grade eight. He'd never done music before that in his life. Wow. But actually, you know, how often do we think of somebody that is retired from their career job mm. and takes up a musical instrument? We think, well, I'm, I'm not even half that age. So I, you know, would hope that I were three, four, five more decades of life to live. Yeah. Do I need to accomplish everything in the next three, four, five months? No. And so I think mm. sometimes framing, as I think sometimes a firm no is the right thing, but sometimes you're, it can be helpful to go, not yet or not now. Mm. And yeah. I think that's often what happens though with that list of six to 25. It can become easily, I can go, ah, I've got this list of 25 and the top five is my short list but those other ones are still options and by doing that even just by keeping them on the back burner in my mind they can take up energy and they can take up just oh that's a live option because i love to keep my options open and we love to keep our options open so i suppose and i don't know where this idea would come from but actually giving yourself a check-in time mm. so go for the next three months or then maybe the next six months these are my five priorities. Yeah. But I'm going to set a schedule on my calendar or on my phone or whatever and go, in six months, I'll come back and do this again. Yeah. And I'm going to write out the top 25 and go, yeah, maybe they're slightly different now. I mean, in some mm-hmm. ways, I do that every three months. So I do, I do a life wheel, the 11 things, and I'll go through and I'll go, oh, I'm four out of ten on finances, but I'm nine out of ten on my health. Or and and you see different things, and then you go through and it's like, well, and my idea is to go through and get creative. So I go, what are two things that I could do to improve everything? Yeah, and then I have to go, what are the three I'm going to focus on for the next three months? Ah, uh, so you go even, I suppose, on a short time scale, you want to focus it even more down. Yeah, it's almost like the next ninety <laughs> days. These are the three things, and that encompasses. My business, my relationships, my health, my, you know, the fun. There's different things. And you might go, sometimes, this is really low. I have to build this up. This is high, but I want to keep it high. So I'm going to focus on these things. But actually, I know that in most of the time, in less than three months, I've given myself freedom to check back in. Yeah. And so I set a course, but I'm coming back in. And so, like you said, it's not a live list, but there's always, I've, I've created opportunities to redirect or refocus mm. but i've when i'm in the moment in those months in the weeks between that for the most part is the main priority and sometimes something urgent comes up oh this has to happen it's not the main three things i want to do but it 
it's important and it's urgent and it has to happen. You have to be flexible in that way. But for the most part, yeah, saying no to those other things allows me to make the progress in the areas I want to. Mm. I really like that. And I like that for two reasons. Because if we go back to what we were talking about at the very beginning, how to set priorities. And actually, I kind of phrased it. I'm, I read it as almost this life-encompassing thing. What are your top tw- 25 things that you want to achieve in your life? And then narrow down to your top five. Well, good luck to anyone that does that first time off the bat, you know. Whereas with <laughs> this kind of doing it a little bit more regularly, and a little bit more um, on a shorter time scale, you can train that ability. And I th- it's the James Clear thing of just really set it a low bar and if this is a how do i prioritize really and learn how to say no to a bunch of good stuff in the next three months in the next six months then the chances are after doing that four times after doing that three or four years in a row i might be a little bit closer to going ah i i think i am getting a sense of what my top one to five are for my life with of course the caveat and the recognition of in 20 years time that could well change but for the next five years or the next 10 years even uh, these are the things i really want to focus on but i'm not going to be able to get that first time i sit you know if i sit down in half an hour do that i'm going to have a lot of um and ah and about oh wow my life gosh are you sure whereas if it's three months that's much more doable and it's less scary but it's also, I've got, oh, in three months' time, how did I do? Did I really say no to those other things, or did I just do that on a list and then really go back to them? Mm. And I, I, I wonder if, I've got this phrase in my head, it's probably a book, it's definitely been said by other people, but the idea that good is the enemy of great. Mm. And we don't like to think that, oh, it's, it's all right, it's, it's fine, it's not really doing anything wrong if i uh, 25 things is not that many yeah but actually the the enemy then is in that sense it stops you being or making as much progress or being making well focusing on those things you want to i think the idea of attention really comes into play here and we know we're scattered and distracted for a lot of our time in a lot of different ways we also know that every time you shift your attention to something takes more than 25 minutes to come back to the attention of the original thing you were going to do. Yeah. So if you if I come and talk to you when you're working, it's probably going to cost you 25 minutes. Basically, it's a half an hour interruption, even yeah, if it even was if just, just one minute. minute check-in. Yeah, and, and that's so, even true if, for example, you were to get a notification and you don't look at the notification, isn't it? Because it yeah. takes time for you to get back into that level. So we see that in the moment-to-moment in the days of our lives. But if you've got 25 things... If you even focus on one thing a day, that's almost a month's worth of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you, like, can anyone make progress if they're doing something once a month? Or what about if you mm. just give five minutes a day? Well, that's already three hours time, more or less. Maybe more. Maybe less. It's plenty of time. It's plenty of time. You don't have enough time to do it. And so, you actually, in saying yes to 25 things, you're actually saying no, probably, to all of them. Yeah. And that's something that brings me back to, I recently read a book, 
Design Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans, and I went also and did their online course that they did with Creative Live. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And one of the things they talked about uh, when it comes to narrowing down is exactly this idea. We have all these ideas of different options, but until you put real bones and flesh an idea out, it just is this vague imaginary option. And because of the world of the internet, we kind of picture us, we're we're in a a world of infinite opportunities. But they said, reality is it's, it's not an actual opportunity for you unless you can really do something about it. It's not a real opportunity. So real uh, in real terms infinite options actually zero options because i can't act on any of them especially the ones i don't really know about mm. and so by limiting myself i'm actually freeing myself to move forwards mm. the one last thing i'd like to say is there's there's something about the the, the word mastery mm. and there's something really i think if anyone has ever spent the time to get to a level of mastery of something, it is satisfying. There's a long journey of hard graft, some mini wins along the way, probably periods of frustration as you persevere. But when you look back and you go, oh, I have achieved this level of mastery here, that is incredibly satisfying. But of course, we we want it all in all the things really quickly. Going back to that 65-year-old who takes up the saxophone, They've had a career. They've done lots of things, probably raised a family. And now they're going, oh, I'm going to focus on one thing and I'm going to gain a level of mastery in that. And I love that because the phrase jack of all trades, master of none is actually not the original phrase. That's not even the whole phrase, is it? My understanding is, I think it's, was it Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln that why, it might be, might be. Okay, I might be, I'm throwing myself out on a limb here, but my <laughs> understanding is the original one was be a jack of all trades and a master of one. Mm. But that has become... Well, because that's the second part of the thing, isn't it? It's like jack of all trades, master of none, but better to be a jack of all trades than a master of none. Ah. ah. So I, I, that's really interesting. That's how it is become people have just remembered that last one and it's almost like oh i'm a bit of a generalist don't really specialize in anything now we can go into that conversation another time about specialisms and and generalisms but it can become an excuse mm-hmm. of oh i'm i i don't need to give the time and the hard graph to really focus on one mastery mm-hmm. because i'm a jack of all well no it's better to be a jack of all and a master of one than a master of none yeah and so i just Let's see if we can wrap it in. This is the Make It Count podcast. And I think this does connect really closely to making it count because in making it count is about being intentional. Mm. It's about being intentional with what you choose to do and what you say yes and no to. And that's a lot of what we talked about today is actually most of us, we want to do a lot of different things. There's lots of places we want to go. There's lots of people and experiences and opportunities and skills and languages and already just thinking about it uh, I've probably got a list of like 75 things in my head of things I could want to do yeah but actually it's okay to go for the next three months I'm going to focus on a few and get really good at it Mm. the good is the enemy of great that's not always true 
And sometimes it is, like you said, that check of all trades. But as we wrap up, maybe if you're compelled by this idea, what have you got to lose by giving it a go for the next few months? Yeah. I think I want to try this out. Oh, yeah. I want to try doing this 25 list and the five, but I like your way of doing it just for the next three months um, rather than for the entire of my life. I'll leave that one for after I've done it a few times to get a better idea. Yeah, and maybe once you've done it, you can key us in on what happened. Tell us what you learned, what was difficult, what worked well. Yeah, well, that will be around about the turn of the, the new year, oh, kind of about three months out. So Yeah, that's true. Good time to be thinking about those sort of things. Definitely. Well, here we are, the Make It Count podcast. This was episode eight, and we've talked about a whole bunch of different things to help you, hopefully, live more fulfilled, more purposefully, more intentionally in a world that is busy, overwhelming, and sometimes quite full of fear. <laughs> <laughs>